Good morning, world. We back in action with episode 19. Welcome to the Athletes Club podcast. I'm here with my boy AJ. We got a great list of topics for you all today. How you feeling today, bro? I'm feeling good on this beautiful Saturday morning, man. The sun's shining out here in the D. So I'm feeling good, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's beautiful here as well. It's a nice sunny day. Bless. Um, so I'm ready to get dive into our discussion for the day. So, man, the elite matchups are set. Um, Sweet 16 is officially over. And, you know, what a list of games we had yesterday and the day before yesterday. And the first topic that I wanted to talk on today is Loyola Chicago. We're talking about a number 11 seed. Um, they beat another top seed, number seven, Nevada. Um, so I just wanted to get your viewpoint on, you know, what you think they could potentially – what what their potential chances can be with them getting to the final four, and what you thought about the game they had against Nevada? Uh, I think their chances are high simply because they were they respond well on the defensive end, man. They if do. you look at all their games, I don't think nobody scores seventy points on them. That's true. Nobody That's true. they don't they don't give up seventy points. That's true. So I feel like their defense is elite. Kansas State offense is nice. So it's going to be a great matchup. It's probably going to be one of the best games to watch the whole tournament, I feel like, because Loyola has just been dominant and everybody's eye on them right now. And everybody want to see what they're going to do. So and I and I see Kansas State been playing very well also. So I feel like this game right here is probably going to be the the best game of the tournament. So I, I I'm excited. I'm going for Loyola, but I feel like Kansas State firepower and they offense is just gonna get the job done. Yeah, I, I would agree. Like you said, I'm analyzing the last two games, and when they played Miami, they only had gave them 62 points. Tennessee only had 62, and then Nevada only had 68. So their defense has tremendously showed improvements throughout the tournament, and they have been playing at a high level. I know one thing that I analyzed from the game is, you know, Towns, uh, one of their uh, clutch players that they have on the team, um, he played a great game. Um, and also, he, he was the one that hit the decisive three-pointer to help clinch the 69-68 win. But one thing that was the biggest story of the game to me was uh, Loyola had a 46-34 to advantage in the paint. So they were dominant in the paint. And I believe that, you know, with them also having – um, their team chaplain there, which is Sister Jean Dolores uh, Schmite, uh, she's really been motivating them guys, and they always, you know, get up whenever she's in the audience. And one thing that she said, um, as far as their next opponent in the final, I mean, the elite elite eight was, she said, "Here we come, next next team, whoever you are." So you know, they're playing with a chip on their shoulders, and I believe the Kansas State they're gonna have a handful, but I'm gonna give them a shot. I I, I believe that they will get to the final four. I mean, I brought them this far, so I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, say that they will get to the Final Four, but I'm I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, so, that too. Yeah, so um, on the other hand, with us talking about Kansas State, um, they were a number nine seed to beat number five Kentucky, and a lot of people were surprised by that. I know I was surprised. I was actually disappointed that Kentucky couldn't get the job done because I had them in my Elite Eight, and they weren't able to win. So, you know, what was your – um, perspective on that game and, you know, what, what you analyzed from that from that loss from uh, Kentucky? Uh, overall, 
throughout the whole season, I never was impressed by Kentucky. Yeah. So I never had them going far anyway. I, I thought they were going to lose in the first round simply because their defense, to me, is terrible. That's just my That's opinion. You know what I'm saying? That's true. They've been, they've been able to squeeze by in the tournament, but their tournament, I mean, the tournament, uh, it's over now for them. It's over at the end of the day. So, I just, Kansas State, like I said, their offense is just, man, they got so many weapons over there, dude, and they just so hungry. They energetic, you know what I'm saying? They got they high motor guys over there. That's true. So I, I had I had Kansas State beating Kentucky off rip. Like it was no question for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that game lived up to my expectations. Kentucky's yeah. just defense just not not that good to me. Yeah, I would agree. I I believe that you know Kansas State they got some great guards over there. I mean, one thing that I paid attention to from the game was. You know, Xavier Snead, he had a great game with, with 22 points and nine rebounds. And another thing that stood out to me was Kansas State had a three-point field goal percentage of 40.9% compared to only Kentucky's uh, three-point percentage of 25 point, well, 25%. So that was the tell of the game. You know, they made more shots and they made, you know, threes are always, you look at the Warriors, you know, three-pointers can have a, a bigger impact on the game than two-pointers, especially if you can shoot at a high level. So, you know, that was the tell of the tape, and I believe that, you know, Kansas State, they're going to give – I'm just looking forward to that next matchup with Loyola because, like you said, that's going to be an amazing matchup. So, um, yeah, so unfortunate, it's unfortunate for Kentucky, but like I said, I know Calipari, he's going to get another great group of guys for next year, and they'll be back in the tournament, so – uh, we'll see what happens moving forward towards next season. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next matchup we had number nine Florida State. They beat number four Gonzaga. Uh, so the them Seminoles they've been playing crazy. I mean they've been playing excellent in the tournament. And I just wanted to see you know how did you what did you think of that game as well? And you know their next matchup is going to be Michigan, who they actually play tonight. So I'm looking forward to that game. And just wanted to see, you know, what do you think about this, this this Florida State, this Florida State team, and the win they had against the upset they had against Gonzaga? Uh, well, they was playing team basketball at the end of the day. Florida State was. They had nineteen assists. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. get to Gonzaga's seven assists, and they shot forty six point six percent from from the field. So yeah. it's like they was playing team basketball. They was in the rhythm. You got them days when you're in the rhythm, when you're not in the rhythm. And that night against Gonzaga, Florida State was in the rhythm, and Gonzaga wasn't in the rhythm. They wasn't they obviously wasn't feeling it. You know what I'm saying? They yeah, both bro. they both shared 13 turnovers apiece, but between both teams. But as you, if you can see the assists, man, the assists that's sharing the ball. You know what I'm saying? Sharing the ball. That's playing team basketball, and they they doubled Gonzaga's stats and assists. You know what I'm saying? I would agree. So. Right there, that's the difference right there. And Florida State got the job done, man. As you can see, it's about team basketball at the end of the day. And they was they was feeling good. Shots was dropping. That's what it is in the tournament. It's days. I guarantee you if Gonzaga played Florida State again, they wouldn't lose. I don't think Gonzaga would lose twice to Florida State. No, I agree. I, I believe you that's that's the truth because 
team basketball is always going to, you know, get the get the job done. And like you said, they had 19 assists and they've been playing they've been playing lights out. I, I believe too with with Florida State, you know, they got a lot of guys that you know can step up and and play. You know, they they have a a good bench and their starters they get the job done as well. So I believe that you know, Michigan, they're going to have – I'm still going with Michigan. You know, I know they're going to get the dub tonight, but I believe Florida State, you know, they're playing, they're playing in a high level and they're playing good team basketball. So, uh, we shall see how that, that plays out. So, uh, for while we're talking on Michigan, I mean, man, what can you say about them? They're they handling business. Number three seed, they beat um, number seven Texas A&M, and it wasn't even a close game. Um, so – I uh, just kind of wanted to see, you know, what do you think about Michigan and their chances on, you know, getting to the, the Final Four um, potentially with their next matchup against Florida State? I personally think that Michigan is going to the national championship. Yeah. Because right now I just don't think nobody has what it takes to beat them. That's true. Until I'm proven wrong. That's just my, my personal opinion. I don't think Florida State is good enough to beat Michigan right now. I know. I would and I, I feel like Kansas and Duke, uh, Villanova, Texas Tech, Loyola, Kansas, none of them teams are are on the level of Michigan, I feel like, right now. Maybe Villanova. Kansas doesn't have a chance to me. Yeah. Kansas isn't better than Duke, if you ask me. Yeah. Only you team be- that, that lives up to it right now to Michigan, I personally think, is Duke. And they're still yeah. not they're, – they're still not – if you can stop Bagley, if you can get, turn down Bagley's motor, get Bagley in foul trouble, then Duke is out of there. That's true. As far as uh, Michigan versus Florida State tonight, I'm going Michigan all the way. And I think Michigan going to go to the national championship. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree because, you know, Michigan, I mean, man, I, I just wish I would have put them further in my bracket than Michigan. State, Michigan State didn't disappoint me so bad. The whole nation. But, <laughs> but Michigan, I mean, they 31-7. I mean, they, they beat Texas A&M off the water 99-72. And just looking at their role to the Elite Eight, I mean, they they played some pretty good teams. I mean, they, they blew out Montana. Houston was a good challenge. They won by one point, and they pretty much ran past Texas A&M. But I don't think, like you said, Florida State – you know, I think they're going to get the job done against them, but who they could potentially play in the next round will be either, you know, Loyola or Kansas State. But I still don't think either one of them will be on their level, even though Loyola will give them a good shot. But like I said, if they do make it to the championship, they're going to either see, you know, I, I mean, I got Villanova beating Texas Tech, and I got Kansas, I got Duke, well, no, I got Kansas beating Duke. So, I think that if they match up with either Villanova or Kansas, it's going to be a tough one. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's going to be a great game, but I got to go with Michigan. That's the hometown. So, I got to go with them, you know, at least pushing them to to win it all. But I got them going to the championship as well. I would agree. So, we, we I'm looking forward to this matchup tonight. So, we also had another list, list of great um Sweet 16 games yesterday. I mean, we had number one Villanova beating number five West Virginia. And uh, how do you think about the Villanova chances? I mean, Villanova, they've been handling business. I honestly think they're one of the most dominant teams in the tournament uh, this season. So what did you think about the win, and how do you feel about Villanova chances of getting to the championship? 
Uh, I think Villanova gonna gonna go simply because of their tournament history. That's true. They was they went they won it uh in 2016. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They beat North, they not North Carolina off 77 to uh, 74. So I think it's just you feel me? It's in they in they blood right in now they to DNA. get there. Yeah, it's it's just in them right now to get there, and I I would like to see them get there, but they gonna run into Duke or Kansas. Cause they they beat Texas Tech, like uh, Texas Tech not even a matchup if you ask me. Yeah, they gonna yeah, they gonna, <laughs> they gonna run through them. They gonna but run. Texas Tech might make us eat our words. I know. Cause they beat Purdue, and I thought Purdue was going all the way. Yeah, Purdue, I know, and Purdue is not an easy matchup. Exactly. They not an easy matchup at all. Yeah. So, so I think Villanova gonna go though. I think. Cause they 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 go ahead and knock off uh Texas Tech, go ahead and handle Kansas or Duke. They straight for real. Yeah, but it's gonna be tough. It is gonna be tough, man. It's Villanova got what it takes. They was was they the AP number one this season before yeah. the tournament or no? It was it was Virginia. I think Villanova was number two. I believe. Yeah, I believe so. I, I believe so, you are correct yeah, on that man. one. They the basically the best team in the tournament besides Michigan. I know. Well, on paper, they are the best turn- best team in the tournament. I know they are, and I, you know, I was looking at a stat when I was watching ESPN uh, yesterday, and they said that they have made it to the um, Elite Eight um, the last two times in the last three seasons. Well, you might as well just say the Final Four because I believe in the last two seasons they've made it to the championship um, in those each of those two seasons. So. Like you said, this in their blood, man. They they are a great program. And I believe that, you know, they're going to end up getting to the championship. It just depends on who they match up with, with Kansas or Duke. But, you know, it's going to be great. You know, it's it's getting down to the wire. So, I can't wait for uh, these next set of rounds. So, um, kind of like how you was talking on Texas Tech, you know, they beat number two Purdue, which is an upset. You know, nobody thought that they were going to beat Purdue. So, you know, how do you how do you feel about that? And, you know, what did you think about the game as far as the way they played? Uh, I didn't really watch the game. Yeah. But I, I was a shocker. Knowing how, how well Purdue played in the regular season, mm-hmm. I didn't think – I didn't think uh, Texas Tech was going to beat them, honestly. Yeah. Like, who, who would have thought that? Who would have thought – I mean, I see that – I know they're number three seed. But at the end of the day, it's like it's Texas Tech, bro. It is. When has Texas Tech been good in basketball? That's true. I know they said, <laughs> "Hey, the one of the stats they said was this is Texas Tech's first Elite Eight in school history." So that See? tells you right there. That tells you right there that they haven't been. They they have they they're not there often. You know what I'm saying? This is they. I mean, this is their first time. So that's why I don't think that. They gonna stand up to the challenge because Villanova, because Villanova, this is this is a routine. They used to this, but Texas Tech, all of this is new. So new. you know, I I believe that, like you said, they had a good great a great game against Purdue. You know, what I mean, I'm looking at the field goal percentage. They shot better with the ball. Um, they also did better. You know, what I'm saying just from the free throw line, and they got a lot of great contributions from uh, their guards. So. We'll see what happens, but I, I'm still going. But they, even though they beat Purdue, they're not going to beat you know Villanova. So 
<laughs> you know, we'll <laughs> he said it's not happening. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I hope we don't have to eat our words come next week, but uh, we'll see. So, but yeah, so off to the next discussion topic, you know, number one, Kansas beats Clemson. I guess everybody pretty much thought that was going to happen. Kansas is another sleeper that's looking really good. So, you know, how did you, you know, analyze that game? And do you think Kansas has a shot, you know, of possibly beating Duke to get to the championship? Uh, Kansas, I, I had them beating Clemson. I had them beating Clemson, but I don't know about beating Duke. That'd be a good. That'd be a good little, a good little matchup. But Kansas got history of going to Elite Eight, Final Fours, and national championships, and so does Duke. That's true. Right now, with Duke's guard play, the way Duke looking, they looking real solid. They was looking iffy before to me, but like I said, they got they got that big man, man. If you if if you can't stop him, it's over. At I know. the end of the day, if you can't stop Bagley, it's over. Yeah, Bagley is a monster. He is a dog, man. Yeah. He is a dog. Yeah. Man. And he only a freshman. He freshman. Man. Only yeah. a freshman. I believe that he's he's going to, you know, we are definitely going to see him making it to the NBA just because how great of a center he is. But you're right. If if Kansas can't handle Bagley, it's going to be a problem. But yeah, It's going to be a long, long night. It's going to be a long night. So, yeah, I agree with that. So, with that being said, you know, as we kind of all expected, you know, number two Duke, they beat Syracuse. So, you know, is this just really shows, you know, how great of a coach Coach K is. And, you know, what does this just tell you about, you know, this Duke program of just the excellence that they have? I mean, you know, it almost seems that they always are either in the, you know, Elite Eight or Final Four every year. So, what did you think of the game? Of the game they had against Syracuse and just the excellence of their program. Yeah, they dominant. They always gonna be dominant. I think what, last year did they lose in the Sweet Sixteen? Yeah, they lost. It? Yeah, they lost in this. I believe they didn't even make it to the Sweet Sixteen last year. So yeah, was, see, it's it's years. I remember. I think I, it was a year. The year they had uh. Uh, buddy that plays for Milwaukee. What's his name again? Uh, buddy, you, you talking about Buddy Hill? No, no, no. The dude, the dude that played for Milwaukee right now, he played for Duke. Oh yeah, you talking about Jabari Parker? Jabari Parker. The year they, the year they had Jabari Parker, did they lose the first round? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I'm... So it's like Duke. It's iffy with Duke. It's like if Duke, if they going, man, if they playing well, they going they gonna go all the way. But it's iffy with them, man, because Duke can that. Duke can have a bad game at any moment, just like any other team. That's true. But Duke excellence level is up there, you know what I'm saying? But out of all the excellent teams that always deliver, I feel like Duke is always a team. Duke and Michigan State are always the two teams. It's like, okay, we simply know what they're capable of, but we don't know how they're about to respond today. They can literally drop the ball today. That's true. They can. So it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I know what you mean. Yeah, like, that's one thing with Duke, you know, and even, you know, with Michigan State, like you said, like, sometimes they can play their potential, as you're saying, what Duke is doing this year. But then there's certain years where they don't even make it to the Sweet 16. So, but I believe Duke, they, they, this year is going to be a good year for them. You know, I believe that they can beat Kansas. And like I said, if no one can stop Bagley, they're going to be back in the championship. So, it just shows how excellent Coach K is and just his legacy um, being at the program. 
So, I mean, I would agree. You know, we'll we'll see what happens. So, um, we kind of touched on, you know, what we think from the lead mat lead eight matchups and what we expect, um, as far as with the rest of the tournament. So, um, the last couple of things that I want to talk about, we're going to shift over to the NFL. Do you believe that Johnny Manziel has another chance in the NFL? Uh, per personally, I say yes. Okay, but. I mean, according to the NFL, I don't know if the NFL gonna give him another chance. The NFL just so strict, man. They so by the book, so political. That's true. It's just I don't know if they will give him another chance. Everybody deserves a second chance. Everybody deserves a chance, if you ask me. That's true. But in all reality, everybody don't get that chance. Everybody don't get that second chance. So do I think he deserves a second chance? Yes. Will he get the second chance? I don't know, but I hope so. And I think when he do get the second chance, I think he's going to deliver. He don't need to go to the Browns, though. He needs to go somewhere where they want him, where they're going to they gonna uplift his confidence. They're going to value him as a player. They're going to help him become not only a great player, but a better individual because you see that he struggled with things in his life. That's true. So don't send him to a team where they're just trying to use him. Exactly. Send him to an organization where they're going to help him grow as a man. You know what I'm saying? Because he he's lacking in his life. And at the end of the day, he needs help. So why not be that guy that's helping his life? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't just use them. That's the thing with the NBA and college sports. They just want they just using athletes instead of really trying to develop athletes. Because if they look at them as just athletes, well, no, they we are more we are more than athletes. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We have worth. We have value. You know what I'm saying? We got something to offer in this world. Exactly. But some people need help, and Johnny Manziel is one of them individuals that need help. So I hope he get back on track, bro. I agree. You know, I believe everyone deserves a second chance. And even though he's had, you know, issues with alcohol and just partying, I believe, you know, it was his environment. You know what I mean? That's why, you know, it's so important to keep the right people around you. But I can see a transformational change just the way, um, just following them on social media and seeing, you know, the way, you know, he's been preparing with his different workouts. He just looks – he does look, you know, elite as far as, you know, some of the the things that I've seen. And they said that he did he did play pretty well at the University of San Diego's Pro Day. So, he did show, you know, he can still play at that, that high level. But I agree with you. I think he needs to go to a team that, you know, someone is there to help him and just put the right people, people around him and making sure that he has the, you know, right – right set of coaches that can mold him, you know, into the, the player and the man that he needs to be. But, you know, hopefully he does get a second chance. But like you said, the, the NFL is so strict in their ways that he may not get a second chance. But all you can do is, you know, hope for the best in his situation. But, you know, I think we may see him on the field someday. But that story is still yet to be told. So yeah, we're going to see. Yeah. So. Um, off to the NBA with our last topic for the day. Um, it's been a very, you know, good discussion around, you know, the MVP MVP race between, you know, James Harden. And they've been saying that LeBron James has been, you know, drawing closer into the conversation. And I wanted to get your viewpoint on, you know, who you think would be the MVP if it came down to those two guys. James uh, Harden. It's got to be James. You gotta give it to him because at the end of the day, he's he's he has a better record. 
Uh-huh. He's to me he's more creative than LeBron. LeBron is dominant, bro. He's dominant just on all ends and aspects of the court and the game, man. At the end of the day, James Harden is is creative when it comes to offense, bro. He's just exciting to watch. He's he's just he, he creates, bro. That's true. He creates and and you can't you can't take that away from him. LeBron got his MVPs. James Harden put in the work for these MVP this MVP. He should have got it. Well, I don't. I don't say he should have got it last year, but he was close last year. Russ not playing how James Harden is playing this year, so just give it to James Harden. They got to give it to James. They have to, bro. Because I mean, in my viewpoint, it really comes down to the record. And you know, I have some statistics too. You know, to kind of back up some of the things that I'm about to say. But I believe, like, if you look at the Rockets, they're first in the West, 58 and 14, compared to the Cavs, third in the East, 43 and 29. You know, you can't tell me, you know, I feel the most valuable player is the person that not only is dominant on the court, but they also contributed to team wins. So, in that aspect, you got to give it to them. The Rockets are also 32 and 1 when Hart and Paul and Capella play. And I believe, you know, most of that is from Harden and how he shares the ball. I mean, he's averaging eight assists per game. He has He's averaging 31 points per game. And the biggest difference of some of the research that I looked at with the statistics is, you know, James Harden has a better free throw percentage and a three-point percentage. So, you know, he's showing that he delivers at the line. And we already know what he can do when he's got all of these players on the island. I mean, you can look at what he did to Wesley Johnson. I mean, he's been so creative, man. And his step-back three-pointer, he's already been saying he's been perfecting that this whole season. You can clearly see that the work that he's putting in the gym, he's just showing it every day um, when he's playing um, in these games. So, you know, I'm thinking, man, it's going to come down. It's got to be James Harden. I mean, he's the clear runner. and It's going to go to him. So, you know, I'm looking forward um, to the MVP, you know, who it's going to go to. But I'm going with James Harden. So, now for our last topic that we have for today, um, I kind of wanted to see, man, you know, we're going to shift over to NBA fashion a little bit and wanted to see, like, what do you think are the best NBA sneakers so far this year? Um, I kind of got a list of some that I kind of looked at that I thought were pretty nice. But, you know, I kind of wanted to see what do you think are the nicest NBA sneakers that you have seen this year? Like on players or just the name yeah. of the sneakers? Yeah, it doesn't uh, have to be name. I mean, if you don't I've know seen, the name, just, yeah, on the players, what shoes you've seen that are nice on the players? Let's see who got a nice shoe game. I mean, you look at, you know, I I think LeBron's uh, Nike LeBron 15s, his kit collection is pretty nice. Uh, also, I don't know if you've seen, everybody's been saying Paul George's shoes have been pretty nice uh, this year. And he also came out with some PlayStation uh, shoes with a collaboration he did with PlayStation 4, PS4. Those are pretty nice. Yeah, you got to see those. Like, they got stars and everything on it. Um, but, yeah. I like Kyrie shoe. Yeah, Kyrie shoe. I was just going to say Kyrie. Kyrie, I love Kyrie shoes. They're nice. And I heard they're comfortable to play in as well. So, um, he even got, whenever you get a chance, you got to look at the Nike carry four confettis. Them, them boys are so clean. Um, so those are nice. Um, they kind of got, is it the light, the light ones? Well, they do look light, but I'm looking here. They're like purple. 
it's like a two shaded color. Like it's one color on one side and it's another color on the other side. Yeah, I so, see what you're talking about. Yeah, them well, sweet. Yeah, the confetti's is nice. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's been a lot of great NBA sneakers. And, you know, it's a, you can definitely tell that um, NBA fashion is, is live and well um, this year from the sneaker game. So Yeah, everybody's stepping up their shoe game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, yeah, so that's pretty much all we have for you all today. And I just wanted to thank all of our listeners for, for joining in. Um, we appreciate, you know, you all subscribing um, to our different pages. I just kind of wanted to, you know, tell you all continue to subscribe to our Apple podcast. Um, that's still been going great. Um, Anchor, continue to keep listening to us on here. Um, we're going to have our YouTube page up and soon and running. I know we all – have been um, talking on it. So just be patient with us. We will have our YouTube page coming soon with some interviews and also our blog. Um, we're in the process of finishing those finished touches with that um, over again. So we should have that out to you all before Monday. And just want to give you all my social media. Um, you can follow me at clutch underscore Kev and uh, I'll connect with you all. And then did you have anything AJ you wanted to add? Yeah, y'all can follow me on Instagram at AJ the Barber Nine. Yeah, man, just continue to subscribe and listen. If you can comment, give us some feedback on how we can be better each and every day, man. Because we want to grow. I and, agree. Yeah, just thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. We out.